This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Gerald Morris from Two Peas on a Podcast joins us to review Pixar's latest feature, Soul, on Disney+. And we get excited for WandaVision premiering this week and the return of the MCU, Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman apparently likes to decapitate people, and should the Oscars be canceled this year? What? All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, January 7th, 2021. This is Jason Musen for reasons best left between you and your therapist. You're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Snooch to the nooch. Yeah, what's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And he's the Rug Boy. Good Earth to your rugs. What's up? Good Earth to you. I'm feeling a little light in the soul today. Oh, light. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to float downwards. Well, keep yourself grounded. We need you here at least to record at the podcast. Also joining us, listener, another wonderful pod buddy of mine, another independent podcaster. He is the maker of the show Two Peas on a Podcast. It is Gerald Morris. What's up, Gerald? Imran, fellas, what's up? How's everybody doing? Hey, there's that hey. buttery voice. I there love so much. Hey, uh, listen, I this is exciting for me because I met Imran like five years ago and I asked him <laughs> if I could come on the show. And now here I am. And we finally made it. Look, I <laughs> wait. How many times has he been on your show? Let's just get this out there. I've, Imran, what are we thinking? Like four or five? Right? I've, so let me start out by apologizing to Joe Morris <laughs> right away. I have been on the wonderful your wonderful podcast five times. Oh, yes. So what's your excuse, Imran, that you haven't uh, um, invited him? Uh, I don't know. I was uh, I was in the shower. I don't know. Well, let's hear this. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, he was in the shower. That's the first time he's ever done I that. Was in well, the shower. Well, that makes sense. It then, yeah. took a while. I'm an asshole. That's all it is. No, I am an asshole. And uh, but I'm glad we can finally. Get right, how many times has Imran admitted to being an asshole already in the show? Five like years, six other, years I've been doing. Yeah, like every other episode. I'm just kidding, Cheryl. though, Imran. But thank you so much for having me, though. This is going to be great, man. Tell the listeners what your show is about. I love your show. Oh, thanks, man. Well, uh, you've been on. Uh, you're basically my co-host. You've been on so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but we we just do a fun top five show. You know, we do a countdown show. So we talk about movies, music, and TV. Sometimes we venture off into weird pop culture stuff. And we just I have a guest host on every week. And we just give our top five and whatever the category is. And we just have a a fun discussion surrounding uh, that topic. We have uh, our Golden Peas Movie Ooh. Awards. Oh, fun. Which, which happen Does every Trump year. Like that? He loves it. He yeah. loves it. Yeah, it's his favorite thing. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to co-host this year. I don't know. He's, <laughs> might, he might have some free time. Yeah, he might be available. I love the Golden Peas. Golden Peas. <laughs> They're tremendous. Yeah. But yeah, all that information is coming in the pike. But yeah, man, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, brother. No, it's a great show, listener, for anyone. If you love pop culture, you love music, you love movies, you love TV, uh, you got a little bit for everything. And my favorite part of your show is you always come away getting turned on to new shit. 
because uh, there's always stuff I haven't heard of, and uh, you get little samples and you sound so. Thank you. Wonderful job. I like that you use like someone getting interested in something else by some, you know, being influenced. Maybe I like that you'd use the word or the term turned on. Oh, I don't Turn me on. Why? And, uh, what else do you yeah, say? That just um, immediately brings up images of something completely different. So floppy jock. Floppy jock. Not something completely different, more, more sexual than most. And I hate that that's the term you use because there's nothing about you that is sexy. <laughs> Turn me on, listener. Turn, Turn me, me on, on, dead man. With things. All right. Well, I'm glad you, you, you. I mean, you're like you're like the type where it would like my dick would crawl back into my stomach. <laughs> ah! <laughs> my balls was hot again. Floppy jock. Well, then you, it, you, his plan worked because then you'd have a vagina. Yeah, right. you have an right. innie. You have an innie now. I guess you guys could enter into a long-lasting relationship at that point. Oh my you god! You can finally become one. We can finally be jock and nerd together. Jock and nerd as one. Uh, look, listener. The other thing you may notice. When you went to download this week's episode is there's another big, hopefully glaring change uh, after almost six years of doing the Jock and Nerd podcast. We have a new look. That's the reason why he didn't have you on. He wanted to wait until he finished the website. This is the first episode with the new look. Good save, Rux. I like that. Plus, you you already do enough for the podcast, so we figured let's put more on your plate. So (laughs) it took you a little bit of time, but you finally got around doing this. Look, I just, it it was a time enough and like the thing was getting dated, but I hated doing this. So I'm just going to start out with this. Stinks. It's stinks. I actually it's like. Stinks. Oh, okay. Get out. Honestly, what did you got? What do you guys think, listener? You'll see it in your podcast app right now if you look at it. Comments. I dig it, man. I you sent the notes to me yesterday, and I got to see it, and I was like, this is sweet. And I don't know. Let's go ahead and tell the listeners too, Amron. You did my logo. Yes, for my I show. Did. I did two of yours. You already went through a rebranding. You know what it's like to have to fucking change everything. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Oh, it really is. But you you kill it, man. And I, I thought it was great. I think the color choices are interesting. Okay, interesting. Good way, bad way. The blue and gold. <laughs> I'll see what the other fellows have to say. Well, you but happen to pick a like it. I um for the soul review. Yeah. It actually looks like he because of that that movie's colors was were also incorporated blue. Yes, it works. It looks with like that. he's you've integrated that character within our logo right. rather than our mm-hmm. logo with the with the the background. He just happens to have a blue background. I just right. think that I found. So. It, lo- it looks next level. Oh, yeah, man. it really looks. Okay. <laughs> uh, look, I, no, I mean we went through a process and uh, we kind of wanted to kind of stick with some of the colors that we used in the past, and we had like all the primary colors in our logo. Mm-hmm. So this was you just kind of like, all right, let's just go with let's pick two. And shit was getting busy. I just wanted to like clean everything, simplify it, it, Mm -hmm. make it bold. Listener, let us know what you think. And I know nobody goes to the website, but that's also updated to reflect the the fucking look. And I know this because I get the analytics. Nobody goes to the fucking website. Do me a favor. Go check it out. It's a whole new (laughs) A whole new template, a whole new layout. It's cleaner. It's streamlined. I put a lot of work into it. You fuckers, one person click on it. That's Listen, all. I'll have for. you know that he wanted to originally go with like a teal and black or something like that. Not so. good with colors, and it was a little soft. So the f- it was teal and like pastel yellow. But I was going yeah. for like this retro mm-hmm. off print half tone thing. It wasn't working. We got power <laughs> colors here. Yeah, we like it better. You know, there's a um, hint of sports in the color scheme, but it's yeah, not. So. It's got a little varsity in there. Right. No, it yeah. definitely, it definitely made me think kind of like Michigan Wolverines. Oh shit! Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
It's everyone should check this out and give Imran compliments. If you like. maybe, maybe send him some gifts in the mail like <laughs> listeners have done in the past. Or just tell him how much it sucks. And yes. we also <laughs> we also did this thinking that, hey, you might want to buy some new merch now that we have a little new logo. So That will also be updated. I will get to that. There's a sale coming up. Christian Bale, what do you think of the logo? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. Oh, he doesn't like it. Sorry. All right, I'll try harder, Bale. Fuck. We talked about the logo for a whole ten minutes. Let's get to the news. (laughs) The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Look, I'm sorry uh, we made you wait to get to the content, but this is a this is a momentous occasion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, He did a lot of work. In in, in the the lifespan of the show. Uh, So something exciting is happening later this week. The show posts. On Friday, January 15th, for the first time in over a year, the fucking MCU returns. Oh, yeah. Phase four actually beginning this week. Spider-Man Far From Home came out July 2019. And I think that was the last thing that came out, right? Mm -hmm. That was it. January 15th, this Friday, the show post WandaVision will premiere on Disney+. Geek Booner. They've put out some new trailers, revealing a little bit of a theme song. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen went on Jimmy Kimmel to show a clip of uh, the show. Uh, Gerald, I just want to start with you. What is your thoughts on uh, Miss Elizabeth Olsen here? Uh, well, I love her. Ah! I, I, I love her, buddy. Oh, like that. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, you know, I mean, as an actress in general, but I love her Scarlet Witch also. I, you know, I'm interested in this show, man. I, I think... You know, seeing the trailer, which I, truth be told, just watched for the first time yesterday when nice. he sent me the link. I just, I told you when we discussed it, but I'm just not as intimate with Marvel as as you dudes are. Like, I'm sure. a kind of a casual fan, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do love her character so much, and I feel like she's kind of up there with Captain Marvel for me. Like, those two kind of female characters, I just, I just love them, you know? So I'm excited to see how this series kind of plays out with the fifties and sixties aesthetic. And it looks like there's some 1980s going to be in there every decade. Uh, yeah. Of, uh, yeah, so I'm excited, man. It, it looks, it looks really cool. Anthony, uh, to get you more hyped. I know we're already hyped, but do you get a little bit of the theme song and a little bit of like the actual, like set with the uh, audience laughter straight up from like the Dick Van Dyke show. Like they nailed the look of that. Yeah. I remember seeing the, the first trailer and I was like, this is a little strange and I didn't really know how to feel about it. But ever since the the investor day and then that trailer that came out then and now this trailer, I've been uh, I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. I'm um, pumped. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been like all in because first off, I, I thought I was done with not darn with Marvel, but I thought I couldn't get excited again about Endgame after Endgame right? and then the Spider Man. But like this trailer, along with some of the others, it seems so different yeah. than what we've seen before it doesn't seem like they're just putting the movie stuff on the small screen they're actually trying something a little little off the wall you know going for that 50s 60s television set um live audience vibe. so i'm i'm intrigued that it's different uh it's two characters that we really don't have a ton on and uh i'm, I'm all in i can't wait to uh dive back into the mcu after uh, and i think the in a way the year break it's a, i think it helps help. yes to, yeah, to build yeah. you know the anticipation and momentum and because they were pumping shit out and we're gonna be getting three four six things a year but the break actually made it seem more special rugs there's a lot of promos of this fucking show everywhere everywhere you turn there's yeah. different little clips is it 
too much? Are you trying to avoid this? That I make watching make you watch this? Did it spoil it for you? No, I'm fine with it. Like, f- like first of all, like uh, I'm excited about this just to watch something new. Number one, so I'm like, hey, something new is gonna come on. I'm gonna get to watch something new. Number two, it's like this is like a really weird direction for Marvel, and like I don't really know what to expect. It's so different and unexpected so and risky. I'm kind of curious yeah. to see what they do. I am hoping that they stick it. You know, and they usually have a good record of at least doing something decent. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like cautiously optimistic, excited, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking in. I mean, again, there's still a chance, you know, that the show is not good. I don't think that's going to happen again, but like, I'm trying to walk in with kind of realistic expectations. Uh, well, I don't know what to expect. I don't Do you know. Really? Yeah, no, yeah, so. I'm not sure. I have a couple other interesting details to get excited this week for the show. It will be, Nine episodes long, season one, uh, and apparently they're going to show the first two episodes uh, the first week it comes out uh, from a listing from France, a France streaming service, says that it's a two-part premiere, so we'll get the first two episodes the first week, and then eight weeks. So, She-Hulk is also nine episodes, and I feel like they, you know, the Netflix 13-episode run those shows had was way too long. Mando is eight, eight to ten seems to be the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think, Gerald? Was, did you watch any of the Netflix shows? It's 13 is way too much. Uh, just Daredevil yeah. is the only one I yeah, watched. But yeah, you're one. right. And to kind of piggyback on what Anthony was saying earlier, too. I mean, he's right, man. And we talked about this. One of the shows you came on my show, Emron, and we discussed our top five movies from the MCU yep. like a year ago. Yep. And I think I mentioned on that episode, but it's just so so much fatigue involved for me. Like, yeah. it's just like. Because, you know, I grew up in the 80s and definitely into the 90s. And it was like when you got a superhero movie, it was such an event. And it was like every two or three years. And you had to, like, just wait for the sequel. Yes. You know, three years. But now it's like every two weeks there's some kind of, like, superhero or comic book blockbuster. So I think that, you know, Anthony nailed it. I mean, they had to do something different and new but with familiar characters that we're used to. And it looks like that this is definitely going to be a different kind of spin on the characters that we already know and it's gonna be really cool too because it's gonna open up or you would think it's gonna open oh, up it will such possibility for like cameos yeah and like spinoffs and like you know so it, i am ba- exactly what you guys said i did not think i could really be excited about an mcu project just because i was so over it you know i was so kind of like all right guys like we know you make a billion dollars every you know I'm, we get it <laughs> like you put out a movie every week but i'm excited for this man it's on the small screen and it's going to be a different uh, aspect, which I'm really looking forward to. This will open up storytelling possibilities. I really think this mm-hmm. is the birth of everything moving forward regarding the multiverse, regarding Wanda and her mag- magic and changing reality. Like what happens here is going to influence everything that comes afterwards and the beginning of spinning in and out. You know, she's going to be in Doctor Strange and then they're all going to be in the Spider-Man movie. Are you nervous at all about this? I don't know. It's a it's a it's very ambitious, but it is Kevin Feige and uh, mm-hmm. he's up for the challenge. I did see there was a video that John Campia put out that I watched a little bit of, and it was they the listener or write someone that wrote in basically said, you know, with Wonder Woman there was all this like love, and then Wonder Woman two comes out and everyone's like questioning yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the basic gist is like you're only as good as like your last yep. project, and if let's say this did suck. Like, what does that say for everyone's confidence in the MCU on Disney plus moving so forward? Look, so what's well, an interesting real thought. Quick, let, for, for example, let's say this thing is a bomb. Does this, is it a one-off and you move on or in your mind, does it tarnish 
everything that's come before it. You're like, all right, look, they they have well, yet think to about make Game a of bomb. Thrones. Yeah, the last few episodes mm. has ruined it for everyone. No, I mean, because in that vein too, Imran. I mean, did Mandalorian ruin the Star Wars movies? No, no, that made it no. better. Uh, exactly. So I, I think you could be on a similar path here. I mean, obviously, Star Wars has a much deeper legacy and many more decades, you know, prior, but from a movie standpoint. But I mean, just generally speaking, I feel like this could just add so much yeah. to that universe because all we were seeing in the theater, and of course I'm simplifying it, but it was just like explosions and buildings <laughs> being crushed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like all these great epic battles in the streets, which was great. I mean, all, all that shit's great. Don't get me wrong. But, th- but how cool is it to have such a new kind of like intimate portrait? And also, I just want to mention real quick before we move past this, that, I mean, the actors involved in this are fucking phenomenal. Absolutely. Like, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen are fucking top tier. I just saw a movie called Uncle Frank on Amazon that okay. Paul Bettany was in. Okay. And it wouldn't surprise me if he got nominated for the Academy Award for it. I mean, wow. just tremendous actors that are helming this, too, which is going to help, I'm sure. He played Anne Frank? <laughs> he did. He did. It was a weird, weird. It was a weird turn. Yeah. It's a wow, different yeah. gender. A, Look, I'm, I'm all for whoa. the gender-bending turn. You know, why not? Uh, so, but, uh, Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, speaking of special <laughs> effects, though, Gerald, it's interesting you mentioned that. Paul Bettany has some bold claims for the show in this article. He says he thinks the show will make everybody look at the MCU in a whole new way. He says Marvel has always taken big swings, but we're really swinging big here. There are more VFX shots in WandaVision than we had in Endgame. Oh, That's a big ask. And... The director backs this up. He goes, Law and Order, this is not this was not six months of shooting people walking down the same hallway. Fiji mm-hmm. was clear from the beginning that this show would be very different. It would also be as Marvel as anything else they've ever made, including some of the biggest set pieces they've ever done. What the fuck? Geek boner. Wow. <laughs> so they're not holding back on the special effects. That's a lot of talk yeah. right there. A lot of that's a lot big claim uh from them. And also the show will be rated TV PG. Which I guess it's okay. It's not PG thirteen. Uh, no nipples. I think that's great. I mean, I have a seven year old. I think that's great. I mean, we loved Mandalorian. We watched it every week. Uh, you know, he watched this trailer with me yesterday, Emron, when yeah. he sent it to me. Yeah. He's super excited about it, and he knows those characters from some of the Marvel films. I think it's smart on their part to do that. I love that set. Your seven year old is going to get like more into Marvel. Did he? Was some of the Mandalorian a little intense for him though? Uh. Uh, oh oh, man you're gonna give me a parental trouble here Um, nobody listens to this okay perfect uh no i mean it it was fine man he's fine he's um you know he's kind of well beyond his years for that kind of stuff like he this past summer he saw jaws oh fuck that's a scary movie (laughs) so if that gives you any impression so i think you know because the mandalorian some of them were pg-13 and some were pg but they also they wrote that line very well like it it is Mm -hmm. pretty generally family Friendly entertainment. Well, I think I, I said this last week, but I'll, I'll bring it up again because we're talking about soul. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, I'm you know not of I don't I think I always have like I'm like eh, it has to be at least PG thirteen like mm. PG. Mm-hmm. I would anyone want to watch that? Mm-hmm. But family like family content is always like I feel like yeah. underrated yeah. in terms of just like the appeal, the mass appeal, and how much families like. Gerald has are really appreciative of that stuff. So I think I think that's actually smart important yeah. as well. No, it's smart, especially now when everybody's at home watching everything together anyways. That's that's, that's what I was going to mention too. I, you know, I wonder how much of a product of this is like, you know, the success of shows like Mandalorian on Disney Plus, yeah. but also nobody's going out anywhere. I mean, 
you're going to get the majority of your entertainment, you know, streaming or on television. So it just seems like a no brainer because, you know, like I'm a perfect example. Like I can't, it's, it's hard for me to watch something that's not family friendly. Yeah. Just oh. because there's kids all yeah. over the fucking place yeah, here. You're, yeah, you got to. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're sleeping, you're not. You can't be sure. Right. So I'm like, I see something they're not supposed to see. So we just got the Mandalorian and it kind of set a pretty high bar for this kind of storytelling on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they can match it and exceed it because I feel like it has to be at least as good or better than the Mandalorian. But they're starting to roll stuff out more smart. So once this ends after the eight weeks, two weeks after that, Falcon and Winter Soldier premieres in march so we're starting to see things get strung together now when is uh when is she hulk did you mention that she hulk uh is gonna be later okay i'm they, excited about that yeah one as well. that was the first wave is still your wandavision loki uh falcon and winter soldier right and then and what if oh yeah and the what if animated what series if, and i think miss marvel will be out late the, i think miss marvel she hulk 2021 uh hawkeye those are the net the second the second wave of these shows that are going oh. to because they're just working on those we're going to be inundated holy with marvel shit stuff. no not only that and if like we talked about walter hamada's plan for dc if he's they're doing all that shit there's going to be too much shit everywhere. Listener, let us know how geeked you are for WandaVision. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's exclusive and closed just for our listeners. You can geek it up in there all you want. And I will like every comment regardless. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Uh, moving on. Gerald, did you see Wonder Woman 1984? I did, yeah. I saw it a couple weeks ago. Uh, quick thoughts. What would you think? Uh, it might be an unpopular opinion, but I dug it. Okay. Yeah, I, I was okay with it. I, I, I'm a sucker for 1980s, man. Like, anytime a movie is set in the 80s, it, like, immediately is, like, off to a great start for me. Uh, it wasn't as good as the original. Like, okay. I mean, come on. We all know that. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. But I thought it was a good continuation. The only thing is it was about 20 to 30 minutes too long. Yes. There was a lot of fluff in the middle that just, I would, if it had been 30 minutes shorter, I would have loved it. But as it was, I liked it. I mean, they had to do the thing where they got to go get the thing, take it to the guy to get the other thing, and then they got to go to the brown guy to find out what the thing actually <laughs> is. I'm like, what is all this horse shit? I do yeah. remember I read your comment on a review that you were just, I liked it. And I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah so, okay. So, um, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you can enjoy it. And that just, it doesn't make you mad like it does me sometimes when I think about it, even though I enjoy it. Really? You get mad? No, I don't know. You should see me. Yeah, I don't know if I'd like to see you. See me when I've run out of weed. Oh, that's when shit. I got mad. Mm. That's the you don't want to be around. It's like morning coffee. Um, Patty Jenkins though recently was on the Mark Marin's podcast, WTF podcast, uh, in December last month. She talked about developing Wonder Woman for ten years of Warner Brothers. She said the following: She goes, even when I first joined Wonder Woman, it was like, yeah, okay, but let's do this the other way. But I was like, Wonder women don't want to see that. Her being harsh and tough and cutting people's heads off. I'm a Wonder Woman fan. That's not what we're looking for. Still, I could feel the shaky nervousness on their part of my point of view. In response to that, Zack Snyder uh, tweets out this photo and this caption. He says, Wonder Woman 1854. This amazing image shot by Stephen Berkman of an Elseworld war-weary Diana who had chased Ares across the battlefields of the world and had yet to meet Steve, who would help her restore her faith in mankind and love itself. And it's the sepia toned fucking photo of her with these warriors and it's sick photo. And she's holding severed heads, Oh shit. which is the most alarming thing. So 
You guys, clearly we have two versions of That's a this, bridge too far. this character here. I mean, <laughs> what, which there's one a is difference between, okay, like, we all understand that Patty Jenkins just saw the Wonder Woman TV show, Linda Carter, which is like the worst version of Wonder Woman. And made that into a movie. And, and, and like, thinks that that's what Wonder Woman is. Uh-huh. And that's only like a small portion of what Wonder Woman is. Yeah. And, and then the comics, especially, she's been portrayed as a fierce warrior, someone you don't want to fuck with. Someone that could go toe to toe with a lot of things, and usually will use uh, a lot of harsh violence that Superman wouldn't. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So she's the hard, hard case where Superman's more of a soft. She would snap Zod's head. Not yeah. Him. She snapped. She snapped Maxwell Lord's Lord. head. Yeah. yeah. So she was should have snapped. I said yeah. snapped. Oh, anyway, I said she snapped. <laughs> she, yeah, wait, she did that in the comics. Oh yeah, oh. yeah man, that's a huge steal. Fuck. That's where they ripped off the thing for Man of Steel. They used that whole moment. Oh shit. Anyhow. So in the comics, she does fucking take no prisoners and she does kill and she does uh, all those things. So uh, I don't know. They're both wrong. <laughs> yeah, maybe probably. Like, <laughs> Anthony, I feel like me and the, the, here. What do you think that? So that photo is it actually is kind of interesting it seeing is. her with all those different uh, like kind of like a united tribe yeah. of heroes yeah. of warriors. But Zack Snyder, as usual, just can't contain himself. <laughs> Her holding the severed heads, yeah. I think, as Rugboy mentioned, is the step, I would say, too far for the character. I don't even necessarily have a problem with her killing people in battle. Yeah. Like, if she's a warrior, because Captain America kills all the time. If you like, have to. There's plenty of heroes that kill, yeah. but I don't think she would walk around with the heads of her enemies to gloat about it. I, don't, I think that's, that's not... I don't think that's... I haven't read a ton of Wonder Woman, yeah. but I, I don't think that... Is a is a character trait that a hero like her would have. Gerald, do you want to ever. see this flashback in the next movie? It's a badass picture. It is a badass that. picture. That's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That could end up on somebody's wall there. Yeah. That's pretty it's a pretty sweet pick. Uh yeah, you know, I'm down for Wonder Woman, man. I I I, I get the criticism that you guys are mentioning from for the current Wonder Woman, because it does harken back a little bit to Linda Carter more than anything else. Uh, a little cartoonish, if you will. But I just love that character. I mean, it's just it, it's female empowerment yeah. to the tilt, man. Just kicking ass. Yeah. And uh, Gal's awesome in that role. And yeah, I'm down for any Wonder Woman in any era. Oh, pretty you, much. even this is badass. It's badass. Let's see, woman, Wonder Woman, chop some heads off. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> he likes it. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Just the two versions from the two different creators and the one guy who like cast Gal Gadot and gave us the image of her and this is his idea versus her it's wild so i thought that was interesting gerald are you a fan of uh, award shows dude you know this i'm a i'm an award snob brother yes, i love are. it are you sad that they're mostly going to be canceled uh and have been uh, yeah it's a bummer man i mean guys come on 20 2020 and covid was just a fucking shit show everything yes. is falling everything's screwed you know we're just trying to recapture whatever glory we can this year hopefully this year is not much better well maybe next year <laughs> yeah but yeah maybe 2022 yeah. who knows but yeah no, i'm a i'm a big awards guy man so this came out grammys postponed uh 2021 at ceremony they were supposed to uh air it at the end of this month january 31st so they only they moved it back to march 14th uh, but th- so it's not a huge pushback, but we'll see how they they roll. In the meantime, the Oscars 2021 still planning to roll in April. Uh, they've uh, asked director Steven Soderbergh to co-produce the show. 
which organizers say will respond directly to the effects of the COVID pandemic. They don't know what form the event will take, but the Academy of Motion Picture and Arts is reportedly exploring how an in-person ceremony could work, first oh, of all. Shit. Okay. Second of all, I remember when they announced they pushed this back, and Anthony, we had this discussion, and I think I've changed my mind. I kind of feel like this fucking – it should be canceled this whole year. It's an asterisk year of movies. Is it fair to put that up against each other? Why not wait, roll everything in when there's a bunch of shit? I like it better when there's a bunch of movies. Can I disagree with you? Or yes, you can. Okay. Oh, of course. No, it, this, this actually happens regularly on this show. <laughs> Especially uh, when someone likes everything, usually. I think cancel. Uh, look, man, I, I'm a cinephile. I'm a movie guy. And every, you know, one of the questions I'll get asked or people in general that, that like movies will get asked is, you know, was this a good year for movies? Do you think it was a good year for movies? And I say every year is a good year for movies yeah. as long as they're being made. Yeah. 2020 was an amazing year. There were some films that were released that are literally works of art. Yeah. Let's hear some of them uh, because I actually have, I, I want to watch some and I, I've been getting into. He's Mr. Oscar well, now. I'm Mr. Cinephile. Uh, yes. now as well, so. uh, well, Anthony, I have my top five oh, films shit. of 2020 coming oh, out shit. next week. Ah. So I have to be careful. Let's, uh, let's hear like two. All right. Uh, two, well, two maybe honorable mentions. There you go. The, the best movie that I saw to date is a movie called Promising Young Woman. Oh, okay. Mulligan. I've heard of a lot of people talk about this. It uh, came out in limited release on Christmas Day, and it's going to be streaming on January 15th, Anthony, so you can buckle oh. up for that. All right. Um, let's see. what. Oh, Freaky. Freaky was great. I'm a horror guy, so I love horror <laughs> movies. Okay. Uh, Freaky's the one where it's like it's like Freaky Friday the Thirteenth. So it's Vince Vaughn and this teenage girl, and they switch bodies. Oh, but shit. it's a horror. Oh, it's a shit. horror comedy. Wow. Um. So she takes. He's a serial killer, and she takes his his soul and starts killing people. <laughs> I, Gerald, I, I I made this argument earlier, and I'm some I'm against Imran yeah. on this as well. And I, maybe you agree. This is the year that, that that not a ton of big blockbusters came out. Whatever, like it's still a year of movies. You have to reward the year of movies for what it is, and maybe this props up movies that wouldn't have gotten the attention in in a normal year. So yeah, you know, I mean, I got I got an opportunity to go to a film festival back in October locally here, and they they put it on, man, and they wow. they're right in the height of COVID, and they did it. They um, partnered with this drive-in, so it was all outdoors, oh, cool. which was really cool, which yeah. is not nice. something they normally do. Yeah. But I got to see a lot of new releases, and you know that episode that I'm doing will be out in a couple weeks. But you know, I say that we have to honor cinema, and we have to honor the filmmakers and the movie-making process at any opportunity we have. And especially right now, because these guys that are working behind the scenes, whether it's editors or I mean, anybody that's on a film set, I mean, think of how disadvantaged they are right now during COVID and how much little prestige you're getting from what they're used to. So let's let's lift those guys up and let's honor films. I I would never, ever, Imran, vote, <laughs> vote for the Oscars to be canceled. I get your perspective, yeah. but for me, the show must go on, man. I'm saying not honor them. I'm just saying wait till next year. But you make a valid point that this it makes it even more special that you are now talking about these people who had to work in these crazy conditions mm-hmm. and still manage to make art and make good art. Yeah, I mean, some amazing stuff came out. You know, it, when people enter into the, and I'm a movie guy, so I'm sorry I'm getting super passionate, but, you know, it's oh, great. Go for it's it. Great. When, when, when people enter these projects and they, and they go on, whether it's a director or, you know, like my daughter's going to film school right now to be an editor. Oh, wow. Uh, whatever it is, that's their life's work, man. And when they do that, they might not say it, you know, yeah. like, Certain people might not say it, but they're doing it for things like the Academy Awards. You know, I mean, that's obviously in their mind when they enter into that line of work. 
And for that to be canceled or for that to be kind of put to the side just because of, of a pandemic, I just, I feel like would be a shame. Well, so, okay. Well then let me ask you this. If you saw an in, what an in-person ceremony be weird or should they do it all like virtual? Like they did the M. <sighs> yeah. I, I didn't uh, get to catch that actually. So yeah. I don't know how that played out. Right. I, um, it was I mean, all right. Be, they got to be safe. I mean, they got to be yeah, safe. Yeah. You know, you don't want you don't want to have the Oscars and then the next morning, like you know, fifty people have COVID. You know, so yes, uh, they got to be safe and they got to be smart about it. But I think, I guess, what I'm saying is, whether it's virtual or whether it's in person, we have to have the awards. I completely agree. The, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> the Emmys were interesting because they everyone had a camera in their house and they would go to the winners. Uh, oh, house, okay. except right. in the beginning, Shit's Creek won like the first hour of awards, like seven awards nonstop. So it just kept going back to the same fucking place where the people were. The question oh, that funny. I have is, um, if it's not like the actual award show, like as we know it, right? And you get the award during that show, and that's your one award, and you get it in that kind of shitty show. Is yes. That- is it, aren't you going to feel a little bit gypped? You still get the award. You still got an Emmy at the end yeah, of the Yeah, you still thing. get it. But you're he, still an Academy Award winner. It's not winner. the same I kind of it. night. You don't get the red carpet. Oh, you yeah, don't right. get. You kind of miss the whole experience. So you're like, yeah, I won the Oscar. But if they would have just waited another year, I could have had that real experience. But I, so that's the only reason I would I would send aside with Imran about this. Because then the people who are getting this once in a mo- moment lifetime are going to get this like really shitty version of it. But whatever. I mean, I, as and as long as they're cool with it, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I think you guys are leaning more towards like about the sh- the show specifically, you know, like the production of putting on of putting on the show. And that part I kind of would agree with you because like I said they have to be safe and they have to be smart. You don't want to have a giant, you know, theater with all these people, you know, shoulder to shoulder during a pandemic. That's a bad look obviously. So I kind of agree with you guys in that respect, but I mean like every- imagine like you're 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 like a starting director this is your big film. You never know if you're going to ever get nominated again. Right. And you imagine going to the Oscars, bumping elbows with yeah, celebrities. Yeah. And all of a sudden you just got to do this kind of like thing on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like in your, in your house not, with a fucking camera yeah, or isolated something. pod, you know? So it's like, ah, like I would rather like, Hey, let's just put it off till next year. We can actually really do it. Gerald, so that- I, I got quite a question for you. Now that I know you're a big cinephile guy. Mm-hmm. Are, do you, like, do you care about the Oscars? Like, do you like go and watch every year? And are, are you like, do you follow all the the um the nominees and all that stuff? Absolutely, yep, I do. So, do, are you like on Gold Derby and all that? No, I haven't. No, no I'm not on there. Oh, but I know of, okay. I know of it though. But yeah, okay, it's like an odds betting forum for like oh, Hollywood races. Whoa. Um, yeah, I have a so gr- like, I have a group of friends where we do um, brackets and stuff, kind of like March Madness, you know? Oh yeah. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the nominees, yeah, that's fun. Have you have you been kind of keeping track of? Like best picture candidates, in your opinion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I don't, know right. if, I don't know if you recall at the top, but I have I actually have an award show that I do for my show. The where Golden Peas. Remember, we were talking about peeing. Go- yeah, mm. the Golden Peas, and it's it's kind of molded around you know shows like the Oscars and ah. the Golden Globes. Uh, okay. And then I you know I I poll the podcast and like critic community on Twitter, and I I just kind of compile. I've already started compiling my nominees for this year's show. So I usually try to do it in conjunction with the Oscars. The problem with this year is that the Oscars are going to be airing so much later. I think in April, yep. they said. April. Yes, April. Yep. So I'm going to probably have my winners announced like in March. So I don't know how much of it will cross over, you know, as we have the last couple of years. But I'd follow it very closely to answer your question. When is the cutoff for eligibility if it's in April? Is it like March then? 
movies. They still do the calendar year, but I oh. think um, I think they postponed it. Well, obviously because of COVID, right. because they want to do it in person. That's well, really that, why they right, postponed right, right. it. Okay, so it's still 2020. And, and, and didn't they? And they wanted like there was going to be a lot of movies that they thought were going to come right. out, mm-hmm. and they wanted to kind of extend that period. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a movie that Frances McDormand was in that's going to be a front That's runner at the Oscars. Nomadland. Nomadland. Uh, yeah. Nomadland. Yeah. And that film, I got to see at the film festival, so I've seen it. Oh, but, you saw it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I saw it. Oh, and man. It was amazing. It's in my top 10 of the year for sure. But that movie is not going to be released theatrically until February. Oh, shit. Um, but but it still counts for 2020 Oscars. Right. So it'll count yep. for the Oscars. So that I'm just using that film as an example. There's a lot of situations like that where, you know, like I don't know if you guys remember last year, but like 1917, Sam Mendes' right. film. Yep. yep was a 2019 film, but it, it didn't get released in theaters till like January. Oh, and okay. <laughs> we're just like, okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know why they do some of that with release dates. I know they, they like to get in at the end of the year because the Academy screens all those films at the beginning of January. So, well, they, they also like, for instance, 1917 and you even saw it with parasite where, and parasite came out in like October, mm-hmm. but they like to release it towards the end of the year. Yeah. And then, Potentially get like get in the voters' minds, get that Oscar buzz, and then have it go while the Oscars yeah, are going, so that people, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so then people can go back out and see them, and they get that Oscar bump. It's smart, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of smart. No, I get the campaigning of it for sure. It's, but yeah, man, it's, it's it's such a weird year, man. But I guess Imran, to get back to kind of what you were asking initially, like we got to honor these films, man. I mean, I feel like now is almost it, it may be the most important year to do that, honestly. Now, how it's done, I don't know. Well, on the other hand, you have Steven Soderbergh producing, so maybe we'll get cool, long, handheld shots of sure. trophies, and it's very ambient and moody, <laughs> and it's just like slow, <laughs> handheld dragon shot of shit, fucking sure. Soderbergh style. You know, he you know he filmed the whole movie on his phone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, on iPhones. Yeah. It was, uh, what, what was, was it called, called again? It was and, Unsane or something like yeah, that? I, I wanted yeah, to, Unsane. I wanted yeah. to watch yeah. that. Did he cut it on the phone? You could cut it on the phone, too. I think so. I, I I mean, on the Wikipedia page for Unsane, if that's the title, I apologize if not, but I think that's the title of it. He, um, It says it was all shot on iPhones. Dude, he's going to shoot this Oscar just on the iPhone. Watch. Oh, that's going to be the look. I got more questions for you, Gerald, but yeah, I man. think we should save them for the, the soul discussion because I think it'll it'll come up. Yeah, sure, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm always here to talk movies, brother. Uh, right. Rugs teased uh, our logo and our merch earlier. Well, listener... If you visit jockinerd.com slash shop, you will see uh, our new logo up for sale on T-shirts and everything. There'll be two versions. There's a color version, and then there's a black and white version. The black and white logo on a black shirt looks fucking dope. Oh, yeah. It actually looks really sharp and gets better. This week, January 13th through 16th, we will have a sale at our tea public shop. You can get the new look for up to 35% off everything. That means you got $13 t-shirts, $20 phone cases, $30 hoodies. Nerd. Get the new look, put it on you. Uh, and the old shit will be there also. You can buy that if you like it. Visit jockinerd.com slash shop this week. Put on the new look. The last story I got for the news is funny. I had to put this in. Gerald, have you seen The Boys on Amazon? I watched the first season. Okay. Well, uh, are you going to watch the second season? I'm going to spoil a little bit of it. Uh, I, I, It is on my radar, but just fucking talk. Spoiler. I'm so old, I'll probably forget what you say You'll anyway. Forget. So go ahead. And it's not even really that big of a spoiler. Uh, you, you guys remember the in the facility, Vaughn was testing uh, their powers on. There was that one dude. 
uh, his oh, power. penis guy. Yes, penis guy. Oh, there was the one dude whose power was he's you could he could elongate his sentient penis and use it to fucking choke people out. It was amazing. Floppy jock. It was not a floppy jock. It was a long fucking thing. Well, apparently Denmark is making a TV show uh, about this guy. Oh, a kids TV show. Uh, yeah. Not exactly about this guy, but. This story says uh, the Danish equivalent of the BBC DR has a new animated series aimed at four to eight year olds Mm -hmm. about a character named John Dillerman, the man with the world's longest penis who Mm. overcomes hardships and challenges with his hardships record. Yeah. Great word. (laughs) Challenges with his record breaking genitals. What in the ever loving what's going on here? (laughs) Can I tell you something that's really, really funny about this story as if it needed any uh, a boost so you said this to me and then we're in this like parent group i mean i'm, I'm a dad guys okay so whatever so i i'm in this parent group on facebook with my wife and somebody shared it in there <laughs> it was after i seen it on your thing oh, and they're like shit. what the fuck is this and i i commented i'm like yeah my son's probably already seen the whole thing on youtube kids you know because <laughs> he's he's on screens like 10 hours a day with homeschooling uh yeah i don't know man this is fucking we i I mean, I guess the show it in itself is weird already, but why is it being why um, is it a, a kid and specifically yeah. a kid show? So in the image here, Anthony, you see this image: the guy's using his penis to pour uh, gasoline on a barbecue. Uh, maybe uh, kids in Denmark uh, mature quicker. Any anybody hey, have any? Guesses? I guess the sooner you know, the more you can do with that thing. You know, maybe maybe there's unhidden, uh, unlocked talents by figuring out. Or watching shows about your penis at that young of an age. You just gotta watch. You just gotta Maybe look it up. becomes like a third leg or like you another just, arm. <laughs> oh, you just gotta shit. look up meat spin and you can see what you do. Like, with yeah, like, the maybe, thing. like maybe if you really learned about the skills your penis could have could at be like six, yeah. you might be able to like train it like a muscle and do things like this. <laughs> Cut Rugs. grass with your penis. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be amazing. You're gonna edge, your, edge your lawn. You line the hammock while your penis is edging your bushes. Yeah. I mean, kids would love this, you know? <laughs> I, if I was a kid, this would be my favorite show. The, okay. I want to watch the penis show now. Mm-hmm. Ah, put and on I, the penis it, that, show. That would be the show that you would like talk about in in sil- like talk about very discreetly at school and be like, did you did you catch that show, the penis show? Yeah. How do you how 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 do we get on that show? Well, my mom like gave me her cell phone and it was unlocked, and then the child restrictions were off, and I just found it. In here, it says his penis can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, even steal ice cream from children. That's a horrifying thought. Oh, shit. Yikes. Mom, the penis stole my ice cream. What the (laughs) shit, Denmark? Denmark is so cool and unrepressed. I I guess, I mean, (laughs) I mean, kids are watching anime, which has got that already. So there's plenty of... uh, yeah, no, <laughs> for the fucking kids. Look, Denmark will let you smoke weed. They let you do whatever you want. Look, They're the so... shit the kids are getting into on the computers right now is wor- is way worse than uh, Penis Man. Yeah, yeah, and I'd rather have them watch it in front of me than go off and watch it. Some what? <laughs> That's awkward. No, watch it in Hold front on of you. Yeah, don't watch anything. Don't. Look I mean, at this. as long as it's just an appendage and not sexual, I think it's okay. So I wonder. It's covered up in his like bathing suit. I wonder if it's always like it's striped. It's wearing an uh, apparel. I, I mean, I need always. a copy of this immediately. So if any of our listeners in Denmark yeah. want to get me a copy, yeah. What's the merchandising going to be like? This? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it going to be a little like stuffed dolls with just wrap around? Yeah, jump rope appendages. And yeah, use it as jump rope or a fucking lasso. Or- yeah, I don't know. A little pulley string. Anyway, I mean, I need merch. Immediately. I feel like this image 
Like this dude seems like he's wearing a dress. It, it looks like an old school like bathing suit. Is this from the show or is this like a placeholder? Still from the first episode of John Dillerman, it so says. That, I mean, it looks like it might be a girl. I mean, I, I guess a guy, you know, guys can wear dresses. They can do whatever they want. So can girls. But it could be confused as a girl with a mustache and her umbilical cord is out. <laughs> uh, yes, like she's okay. pregnant. Is that connected to his belly button? Mom? What, what, what the dress is a little confusing. I guess. I guess they're just going for a non-binary character here. That's how you explain it to kids. You'd be like, "No, no, that's coming out of his belly button. Don't worry about it. Turn that off. What do you think?" Yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, I'm still I, I'm still on board with the penis being a, a, a tool that we just haven't really utilized. No, all we haven't. Well we have not as, as human beings. I definitely haven't utilized it well. You're right. <laughs> like mon- monkeys, is that a tail or is that their penis? Has anyone really investigated? Let's get Anna Moore, son. We really like batting a thousand with dick jokes today. We're like <laughs> we started out the gate. We've just been continuously the whole story about dick jokes is wow. perfect. We nailed it with that. With that done, we can now. Is your dick the last appendage that isn't white? Oh, everything's white, baby. Oh, okay. Everything's gone white. Even his butthole. Maybe my taint. I don't know. I can't see under there. I don't know. It's yeah, usually maybe brown the even on white people. Yeah. So, so buttholes are always brown. That'd be super confusing if you had like a, a, a dick like that and it was just brown as fuck. Is that- oh, it would make sense if it was long. Yeah. Yeah. Long well, and brown. Is that shit or is that your penis? I'm not jealous of John Dillerman. Okay, we're going to take a break, play some <laughs> promos, you motherfuckers, and we'll be back yeah, you brought it up. to talk about our soul, your soul, everybody's soul, uh, right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC Heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Was A Quiet Place inspired by signs it comes at night in War for the Planet of the Apes? Was Ready Player One influenced by Avatar, Wreck-It Ralph, and The Last Starfighter? Is the Hurricane Heist more influenced by Sharknado or Geostorm? These are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and I discuss on my podcast, Piecing It Together. Every week we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it. Whether it's the story, the character development, tone, or even use of music. Every movie was influenced by something that came before it, and we want to figure out what. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. Listener, if you enjoy the show and want to support and get bonus content, there's one thing you should do. Join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon uh, for where as little as $3 a month you will get bonus content, access to an exclusive private RSS feed just for our supporters. The shows come out early. We post lots of bonus content. A uh, new jock talk this week with Chaz. Their bottom is is very weak. Chazington Smith. Uh, got to say thank you. We're latest. We got a new patron. And it's none other than our guest from last episode, Logan Janice from the Mostly Superheroes podcast. Nerd. Oh, shit. Thank you so much for signing up. He also joined the Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. So thank you, Logan. Welcome. We're making new pod friends. He, uh, he was dope to have on. Yeah, so. he was a lot of fun. Uh, check out his show. Uh, another benefit of joining the Patreon is I revealed the logo there 
earlier, kind of just to feel out what people thought, because I was a little nervous. Let's be honest. It stinks. And it yes, stinks. No, I already. This is going great. Yes, it's not. I already uh, shit on it. Lame. It's not funny. So I put it up. So <laughs> not you, funny. You got to see it. Not funny. You got to see it there. But I have some comments. Logan Janice said, fresh. <laughs> Jess Rivera said, there's a website. PCS. Nobody goes to the website. Roberto said sweet. Uh, Wes Cranford says much more mature and classy. Not sure that's a fair representation of the show. He has a point. Correct. He has a point. And then Rokas Baroka says, I think I might get some merch now. Oh, shit. Okay. So that comment made me think maybe I did a fucking okay job. Wait, there, there's a new logo. Did we talk about this yet? There's a new logo. Wait, is there a new logo? <laughs> What we, show we, wait, wait a minute. We ha- and that's the end of the show. We had Gerald <laughs> on to talk about time. our logo. What podcast? Thanks, is, Gerald. What is this? The, uh, what the show one is podcast this? you get to go on. We just spend on our entire logo. Way to go, Imran. Yeah, he's majorly <laughs> nose bowling right now. Uh, what a nose bowling squelch. <laughs> yeah, I got an episode for you to come on, Gerald. That's one you'll never forget. The episode we revealed the new logo. We're talking about really important things. Ron's just whiffing his shit. Check out the website, listener. Okay, fuck the logo. Let's get to the review. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Let's get to the review for this episode. It is Pixar's latest soul on Disney Plus. Here are your spoiler alerts. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This is Pixar's 23rd feature, matching up with the MCU there, uh, released to stream exclusively on Disney+, Plus. had a theatrical release, of course, everything had to pivot, improvise, came out on Christmas Day, the other movie that came out on Christmas Day, going up against Wonder Woman 1984, uh, and it is the first feature-length film from Pixar not to be given a wide theatrical release, which is crazy, and the first one to be billed as a Disney Plus original film. On Rotten Tomatoes, as these Pixar movies go, it is sitting at a nice 96% tomato meter, 8.4 out of 10 average rating. This movie was directed by Pete Doctor, co-directed by Kemp Powers, written by Pete Doctor, Mike Jones, and Kemp Powers. And if you don't know Pete Doctor, he has written and directed Monsters, Inc., Up!, and Inside Out, and he's kind of like the guy who's going to be heading up Pixar moving forward. I don't think he's going to be making any more movies. I watched this interview. He's going to be like the head creative dude uh, starring uh, the voice talents, amazing voice talents. You got Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, Rachel House, Alice Braga, Richard Iode, Iode, uh, Felicia Rashad, Donnell Rawlings, Questlove, Angela Bassett, David Diggs, and others. Uh, and then I thought this was interesting music by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh, shit. They did the score going from like Watchmen to this fucking family movie. I love the stuff they're doing. And then John Batiste, who is a jazz musician and the band leader for Stephen Colbert's band, provided the jazz music and the jazz hands to animate. Nothing like good jazz, jazz hands. You, that's gotta, sure. you gotta have jazz hands. Always with the JSS. Anthony, uh, what happens in Seoul? What is it about? Let me let me jog my memory because I watched this on Christmas or uh, yeah on Christmas Day, so two weeks ago, week and a half ago. Um, so it's about it. this dude who was a teacher, and he lives in was it? we say New York? It is New York? Yes, it looks like New York maybe. And he's a 
he's a pa- very passionate about jazz. Yet he's stuck being a teacher because he never got his big break, and he finally gets his big break to play in some band, and he falls in a sewer and dies. <laughs> and uh, he enters this world that is I forget what they t- deem it in the film, but it's like he's going to heaven and he escapes heaven and gets to like the pre heaven. Like the, 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 the great before, the great before, yeah, there you great go. Great before and the great beyond. And he's scheming his way to get back to his body because he can't. He found his purpose, and he can't die before he finds his purpose and gets to live it out. So that's what this movie's about. Uh, Gerald, why don't you open up? Give us uh, your opening thoughts uh, as this movie ended. That's a, it's a very, it's a rough opening for a kids movie with a death of your main character right there. Yeah, it is. Although. Uh, I guess they kind of lessen that blow a little bit by kind of showing that in all the trailers and the promotional materials. That's true. So, uh, you know, in other words, it wasn't like it kind of came out of nowhere if you had some kind of you know knowledge of the film. I mean, I will just say I love this movie. It's, you know, Anthony and I were talking earlier, and I, I think it's among the best of the year for sure. It's uh, kind of a bummer, I guess, that, that it didn't get to be released in theaters. Yeah. But it's also kind of like a double-edged sword because it's a cool thing, too, being able to share it with your family at home. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you didn't have Disney Plus already, what rock are you under? But if you didn't, <laughs> yeah. maybe you went and got it, you know, for stuff like this, you know. And Pixar kills it, man. I mean, you, you mentioned it, 23 movies, but they're all, I mean, there's a few what would be considered duds, perhaps, in those 23 right. features. But they know what they're doing, yeah. and what what they do is they take or what they've gotten to a point where they do. And Pete Doctor is a big part of that, is where they take this kind of like fantastical story and this kind of like uh, mysterious thing, which in this case is the great before and the great beyond, and then an inside out is like inside of a girl's yeah, brain, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then they mix it with this really like rooted in reality yeah. story that's going on at the same time, like when Joe is actually in New York. There's a lot of characters in that setting in New York City that are like real people that are, you know, folks that we've interacted with at our jobs or friends of ours or family members, like, you know, having arguments with our mother and, you know, stuff like that. But then they mix it with this really cool, just like fantastical stuff. And Pixar has been doing that really successfully for the last like decade. And I feel like Soul is one of the better movies. You know, I don't put it above. It's funny that, that Pete Doctor is at the helm here because. Up and Inside Out, I would probably put above Soul. You know, in terms I was of, kind of feeling the same thing there a little bit. I don't know why. Yeah, but I do think it's great. Yeah. Uh, Anthony. Shut up, Imran. No one wants to hear your opinion. Well, what did you think, you <laughs> fuck? Did this movie make you reevaluate your life and uh, tell you you're wasting everything? Uh, chasing tail on Tinder? I don't think you actually <laughs> oh, got the point shit. of the movie. So there you go. Um, well, what I wanted to ask you is I did and from the point of view of a creative, and I'm curious... If you're not a creative, you know, it's I'm sure it still applies, but how does it apply? Again, I don't think you got the point of the movie. The point of the movie, if we're going to go that to that point, is not that you need a purpose, is just to live every day. That you mm-hmm. don't necessarily need to find there's no one thing that makes you makes life worth living. It's mm-hmm. just living. So I agree I agree with you, Anthony. However, what I'll pose to the other dudes too is like is that a perception? Uh, because that's also what I think after seeing the film, which is not necessarily what I thought before seeing the film, which is a pretty impactful thing that the filmmakers did here yeah. is that they can make someone, you know, in my case, I'm 45 years old, so they can make somebody this 45 stop and go, well, wait a second. 
you know, what really is important here? I mean, that's kind of an, a really amazing feat, in my opinion. It, it goes beyond just kind of being a movie at that point, if yeah. that makes sense, what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. And, and to piggyback on that, so I, I'm with you 100%, Gerald. I, I loved this movie. And I'm not a Pixar guy. I've only watched, like, Up and Toy Story. But this movie was a type of movie where I went, shit, man, I've been missing out on Pixar. Yeah. I could watch, like, some more Pixar stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I like how this movie like it made me laugh it made me at times there were some moments in there where i got a little misty i think i was cutting some onions and I, at the same time and it just happened to like hit this moment but um <laughs> you're not cutting you, onions you know the like there, there's a there's a, there's a question at the end of the movie that makes you like really consider like what the meaning of of life is and i think that's like wow like this movie makes you like every every movie prior to this that i've seen always answers it with like you got to do your what's your passion about yeah. you got to find your purpose and like if you don't find that one thing then it is kind of a waste right and that's where they were kind of going but then they sidetrack they like they do a, a hard turn and they go no that's not that's not the purpose the lesson of this is just as i said earlier to live and to enjoy the moments that you have at your in your life and um, i like how they are able to again kind of echoing gerald i like how they're able to have like these real discussions and these things that make you think and they're able to incorporate laughs for children but then also get like really weird and heady and like out there yeah, in terms of like the way they're they're portraying these concepts of like the, the great before and and going to heaven and how that would all look so that's all like really fun and like the the, the I like I especially like the space where they're like they portrayed where you're kind of in this like nirvana zone, state where you're, where you're state. in a flow state. Yeah, yeah that, that was really I fucking like, oh, like that. So that's kind of like another level too. So all that stuff, the way they were able to blend all that together. I haven't seen as many movies as Gerald, but right off the bat, I mean, I think this is a contender for, for an Oscar and a movie of the year. Damn. So really good. Mm-hmm. Rugs, how did this movie affect you? Well, I enjoyed this movie. I watched it twice. Uh, I want to say this right off the bat. This is not the movie that I expected. Mm. All right. I expected a different movie, and I didn't really think it was going to be a body switch movie. Yeah. They, way. Yeah. The, yeah. Part and of I was it like, is. Oh, yeah. they're, I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, I know where they, why they're doing this, because they want us to get to this point where they want you to say, oh, this is how he finds out that uh, or their soul, number 22, finds out that they're, you don't need a purpose. Right. And that's the other, the main crux of the story, I guess, that uh, – which is the juxtaposition against uh, whatever his name is. What's his name? Uh, Joe. Joe. So Joe, he's his whole entire existence is based on this idea of himself having a purpose. And 22 doesn't want a purpose. He doesn't think she thinks they're stupid and or she or whatever. She thinks they're stupid. And then by being in Joe's body, just an ordinary everyday stuff that's the reason to live, right? And uh, they needed to do this body switch thing to in order to to get that across, I guess. So, so I mean, I felt like I, I kind of like was like at the point where they d- introduced that swap thing. I was kind of like less into the movie. I thought because I thought it was going to go in a different direction, like kind of be really exploring like what it is to be a soul. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it's more about people like. Not, it doesn't. It's not like what's the point of life. It's like how do you be happy in life? It's not what's the point of life. Why are we here? It's kind of like, you know, uh, how do you enjoy life? Like how do you, you know? So it, it was a different spin on what I expected. Now, with that said, 
I really loved the movie. I think it was it was cool, and I and I like the different messages about like you know being uh, finding your thing and then getting into the zone and that connecting you with a higher power and being a creative person myself and knowing what that's like and knowing or if I, I can imagine if you're really good at sports, yeah, or whatever, you get into a zone. Or if you're a musician, you get into a zone where you kind of connect with something that's otherworldly. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yes, you can live your whole life without that, but you're missing out if you don't have that. Right. And that's that's just my personal opinion. It's not th- what they're trying to get across. I think that everyone should search for that. But I think and, that. But I think that you can take that away from this too, though. I think that's what's so really cool about this movie, though, Rug Boy, is that it's like so multidimensional because there really is no wrong answer. Like this, this movie is really kind of giving you just like a plateau with all these different ways that you can look at life and you can look at, you know, the afterlife, if you will. So I think that's really cool. And I think that's interesting. And to piggyback on what you're saying too, what, what they did that was ingenious when you get into the great beyond and the, and the great before stuff, you know, after he falls in the, in the manhole it, what you what they do is they put twenty two, who's our main, one of our main characters, that's cynical, that has no desire to do anything of this world, right? And then you have this other character, Joe, who is our other main character, that just wants to get back there and he wants to live life and he's all about chasing life, so to speak. And they're two like juxtaposed characters that just butt heads. But in the end, you need a little bit from both of them ah. to kind of get your whole. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'll yeah. tell you why that didn't really work as well for me. It's because 22 was already living a life at that point. 22 was already existed for years doing well, thousands, what he wanted to do. Thousands of years. <laughs> thousands yeah, so, of years. Yeah. But so, her- <laughs> so like it was like, OK, well, it's, this is just something that you're missing out on. It's not like you're already having an exist. So it's like, are, is this an existence or not? Like, or well, what are we talking about? Well, her so, existence wasn't. Um, she didn't get like she didn't really get to taste anything. She didn't get to feel uh, anything. Yeah. It wasn't right. human. Right. Like, she was right. like she would eat the pizza and it would just go right through. She's like, huh? What? What? Yeah, yeah. No. So I guess that's that'd just be the the small counter I'd have. But it, that's a good point, Rugs. Yeah. So that, there's certain things that kind of softened the blow for me as uh, as as much of like a big deal it was because like. She was enjoying herself being an asshole for years. Yeah, she was. She was <laughs> you know, good at she was it like, too. and Some she was good that. at it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she pissed off every person that known. She met every celebrity I, known to I man. Love, I love all you know? her mentors that she had. You know? Muhammad Ali so, and fucking all the people are great. So, I mean, like, yeah, she, yeah, she didn't get to eat pizza or whatever. Or the music didn't do anything for her, but they, they tried to tell her about music. They, they, they tried to educate her on that, on those things. So it's, it was a weird thing that, that those two things were like kind of, parallel to each other and ultimately it's an accident that lands her in his body where she gets this opportunity to appreciate the yeah. little things. i mean it's cute like yeah. it's cute when it happens and i i think that they get to wherever they need to get and it does work it's very effective so i did i'm not like saying that i didn't enjoy it i watched it twice yeah and i enjoyed it but i was just like <laughs> but yeah so but i always question sometimes how would i have written it or how mm. would what, is there a better way to go about this, or is this, uh, or is, is this a way that kid can understand it only? Is this why they did it that way? Or so I always kind of ask those questions when I watch a film. And in regards to the body swap portion, it wasn't you know the whole movie; it was a segment. But man, the stuff, the the meaningful things that happens. 
that, you know, 22 gets Joe to realize what he's really like. Just the, the trying to hail a cab as a black man in a hospital robe. Like there's a little joke about that. Yes. You know, him tasting pizza for the first time. The barbershop scene. Where he, that was great. Where he realizes he's just been selfish and you know doesn't listen to Des, and that was great. And and then the conversation with his mom was something. Oh, oh that hit a little, a, a little close to home. The conversation oh, with his yeah, mom yeah, when yeah, twenty two yeah. blurts out everything he's saying, and he finally tells her how he feels. Let me tell you why. The, my whole life, I all I wanted to do is be a fucking artist, go to art school, draw, illustrate, and my parents. Just considered that a hobby. They never. You have Asian parents, Anthony. You know how they are. They're Asian like, parent. One Asian well, parent half, and, yes. and half family. But you know how they could be. They're like, this oh, yeah, is your course. hobby. You should go to school for something else. And I never felt like they understood that, no, this is kind of my passion. But then the movie threw me for such a loop because, like you said, you're going through this message of you got to do what your passion is. That's your life in the moment where Joe achieves his dream and then it leaves him empty. I was like, Oh fuck, where is this going? Mm -hmm. And then the story she tells him about the young fish looking for the ocean. Uh, What did you guys think? What'd you take away from that story? She's like, he's like, I'm looking for the ocean. And he goes, no, man, this is the water. I'm looking for the ocean. But as a creative, I can relate because in some sense, you're always chasing this next level of whatever success, whatever it means, but it's never enough. And then you want to get the fucking well, next thing. Another th- a thing about that is there are certain kinds of stuff that you do, right? And you you might feel different after you do it. Let's say you become a, a Hollywood star. Everybody sees you. You're famous. Your life changes in this in this profound way when you, when you achieve that dream but if your dream is to be a doctor yeah. there's no ceremony there's nobody rolling out the red carpet for you so you might feel like okay i've done i've done this and now now what yeah that's well, and, yeah. and sometimes there's a, there's that feeling of like you you get to your hobby and that becomes you know your passion yeah. and that becomes the thing you're doing all the time but then that also becomes your job. I, I, that's what I took away from that. Because yes. she was like, okay, see you tomorrow at the same time. And, you, and I, in that moment, I thought the character was like, wait a minute. Like, yeah. we're just doing this again that's and it. again that's and again. All. Like, it's like almost like, oh, this is, this is work. Like, this yeah. isn't just a fun thing. Like, this is, you're, you know, you have to do this. You have to clock in yeah. every day doing yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, what you dudes are saying is like, it's, it's your dream, right? But once you achieve the dream, then what is it? You know? Is it, right. still a, is it still a dream? Yeah, or what's is it, next? It becomes work. Right. So it's kind of related to me. You know, I'm not the the creative amongst the group here. Um, never have been. Probably never will be. And uh, there's there's definitely times where you're like, you're in college. And even when you get out of college where you're like, what? You're like, I don't really want to be a doctor. I don't really want to be an athlete. I'm not, I can't be an athlete. I don't really want to um, do music. Like, what? Am I am I just gonna work a nine to five job the rest of my life? Right. So like you you definitely sit there and you think about like what what is my purpose? What am I even doing? What am I even passionate about? And I thought the the scene where he goes back to his apartment, yeah, and he's playing the piano and he's reliving not only the memories he had where twenty two was in his body, her memories, but then all his yeah, her memories. Yeah. But then he's thinking back to his memories yeah, yeah. as a child. Yeah, and I'm like that was a moment where I was like, oh man, was I great. freaking lost it. it. Was I was great. like, oh my yeah. god, that's like you're. It's like that's where I took away that. The, the the thing I told you earlier where it's like it's not about just the memories like it's not just about like finding that one thing and driving you know single focused on this one thing that you could accomplish to like achieve 
this thing you wanted in your life, yeah. but it's like, look back at the journey and how yeah. you got there. And that's what's important. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of great stuff in there. It, when you look at it like that, there, and there, it really is moving in how they shot it. And the music is oh, just a fucking amazing. The direction is amazing. The jazz is great. It is really like a masterpiece. So uh, I, I'd love the idea how they showed lost souls. There's that line. You were just mm-hmm. talking about this, Anthony. The line Moonwind says, when joy becomes an obsession, one becomes disconnected from life. And the whole how they showed it, the concept of it was fucking brilliant. I got to throw in a sports thing too. It made yes. me fucking die. I know what you're talking about. When 22 was like, I've been messing with this one team for like years when they're in their 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 zone, and then it just cuts to the Knicks and the guy oh, missing a dunk. Yeah, that's <laughs> as a sports guy. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. so fucking funny because the Knicks have been awful and run for so long <laughs> for so, and a, a long a long time, time, and they're like the one of the NBA's like premier franchises in a big city. Like it's just so fucking funny. It's an embarrassment. Yeah, I I mean I just love that whole as a New Yorker. It's embarrassing. The whole idea. <laughs> Of her fucking with people in their flow state was was great. And just consistently, the New York Knicks would be is just the greatest. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking little inside jokes and references and Easter eggs. We'll get into a little bit. Fucking shitloads of uh, Easter eggs. I just want to talk about the animation for a second because mm-hmm. what they great. were able to do this the real world, the stylized realism, the it was so real. It was so real, and then to introduce. First of all, you have to design a soul. Do you know what the fuck hardest project that is for a character designer? What does a soul look like? So the way that they're fuzzy, the chromatic aberration, the slight color shift around them, and then they're just simplified versions of what the person looks like. And then the combination, uh, and then the trippy fucking overseers that are 2D line drawings in 3D with an opaque thing. It was, I got lit and I watched this. It was fucking wild. I was like, oh my God, look, it was just beautiful, gorgeous. Now, can I ask a, a weird question? Uh, if you don't prescribe to heaven and hell and all that other yeah. stuff, does this kind of work for you? Well, hmm. they, I mean, they refer to it as the great beyond. Right. So I think they purposely probably did that because unless I'm forgetting something, I don't feel like there was a lot of discussion about religion specifically. Right. But like, so let's say you don't believe in an afterlife. You're an atheist. Well, if you don't believe in afterlife, period. Yeah. Then I guess you're this shit out probably of luck. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> this is not the movie for you. Sorry. I watch something else. Yeah. I mean, do atheists believe that they're souls? I don't uh, even that's know. A good, that's a good question. Uh, so that, I next mean, show I, we have on an atheist. Yes, we will find an atheist on the internet to explain all these things. Go find an atheist jazz musician <laughs> yes. and get him on here. And I'm pretty close to that, but like I'm like <laughs> I believe in souls. You know, I, I believe sure. in souls. find an atheist jazz musician and be like, "Does this movie offend you, sir?" <laughs> <laughs> Cancel it. Yes, this movie should be canceled. So, uh, speaking of which, they got a little bit of flack for the body swap in the what? in the sense. That this is the first black lead of a Pixar movie, and they end up body swapping him. And this is something they've done in other movies that have black characters. It was Princess and the Frog. Uh, So there's a little bit of fucking criticism in that. But narratively, story-wise, how's 22 going to fucking figure out what it is to live? And how is Joe going to learn the lessons that she showed? I don't want to get in trouble here, but I mean, is that – are we supposed – the people that are upset by that, are we supposed right. to believe that this was racially charged for them to do that? No. I mean, the fact that... I mean, no, no way. It should right? be... Cel- I don't know what's the negative... Yeah, what's yeah. the like concern? No, it should be celebrated that the, the lead is a, uh, a a black musician. Like, that. this is the first yeah, time Pixar has done that. 
And there's a lot of black characters and culture yeah. featured yeah. in this movie too. Yeah. I mean, it's not just Joe. Yeah, no, he he makes references to black inventors and musicians, and uh, uh, it was it was just really good. And then just the whole concept of jazz and improvising and jazz improvising in life, being mm-hmm. in the moment, being in the flow state. Uh, what you I got- mean? Jazz is the greatest analogy for that, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's perfect. I had um, seen a little uh, featurette, and I guess initially Joe was an actor yes. that had, got, yes. had gotten a break on Broadway or something like that, yeah. and they decided to go with jazz because Pete Doctor is such a huge jazz person. So you, you know, there was also another thing where they where they introduced um, those like hippie characters, and they introduced the idea that you could meditate or like yes. get into that that. That's get to that um, moon wind was get to the great state, before yeah. or whatever the flow state just by like pure meditation. Oh. So it wasn't just like music or being an athlete or finding, but you could like you could find ways to get there if you like knew yourself. I mean, well he was enough. hilarious. He was spinning the fucking sign in getting great. in this Nirvana. But, but his character's great, right? Because yeah, like he's so he's doing this like super mundane job yeah. that sucks for most people, and he's like the happiest yeah, guy. Yeah, he just right. loves. It. And then Anthony, notice on his shirt, he's wearing that phrase we said that we hate. He's, the shirt says living the dream, <laughs> which is a great little <laughs> well, fucking He's living nut. in the dream, he's, yeah. But he's literally living in the dream. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the ending. Mm-hmm. It's slightly ambiguous. We don't sure. know what happens to 22. We don't know uh, how Joe will change living given the second chance. Does he continue playing jazz? Does he find something else? Uh, what did you got? I, 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 I like the ending. I think for Joe, I think once you get there, right? I think the whole, I think when you're a, a musician or a person that it, that kind of wants to make it, you, you you think about making it all the time, right? You think, oh, what if I made it? What if I just made it? Yeah. I would, everything would be great. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of gotten that break. And I think that maybe that desire to make it, it, he said he didn't feel the change. He said he didn't feel like this big difference in his life. And, um, I think that maybe he'll be less focused on that, but still love to play and still probably try and play out when he can and uh, maybe just commit more to teaching. Right. Mm. And I think that that's pretty good because the thing is, is when you have something right, that gets you into that state, it doesn't have to be your job. Like everybody said, you know, you you just have to do it every once in a while. And I'm sure that he's going to want to always play the piano. Right. So, I think that that's where I see him. I see hmm. him not being so hyper focused anymore I'm on making it. On trying to make it. Ah, I think he's already made it because he found yeah. he found something that can get them to that state that's so important. Huh. And it's not an obsession. It's just something that is an extension of him. Yeah. I, I would I, agree with that too. Oh, sorry, absolutely. Gerald. I no, was no, just going to say I, I was going to say I agree as well. Go ahead though. I'll pick you up. Okay. Back. Yeah, I was going to say um I I look to the, just the cues in the movie for like what first off I actually that my it's my minor criticism. I felt like the movie ended. I was I was liking the movie so much, and the the runtime said like one hour oh, it's, and forty five minutes one fifty. It's only in like one thirty. Yeah, it's only an hour and a so half. I was slightly disappointed at because I was loving the movie so much oh, that it was wow. an hour thirty. Wow, um, that'd be my one of, probably one of my only criticisms. But as far as what he's gonna do, you know, the the two things I noticed in the movie. First off, there's that moment where he the the girl that says she hates music right. comes to his apartment. Yes. And even though he's not in his body yeah, at the time, yeah. he still knows what happened and can live. Think of that memory of getting that girl to 
like music again. And I think he realizes in that moment when he reflects playing the piano that he loves being a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to teach. Yeah. As Rugby said, he's going to do music. But at the end, he even says it. He goes, I don't know what I'm going to do with my second chance, but I'm just going to live or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it is. He, he's not going to go in with like a set plan mm. for how the rest of his life mm. goes. He's just going to go with it. Mm. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the ending of this film was spectacular. I think that I don't think. Okay, so Soul is is setting up this kind of existential kind of you know thing for us to watch, right? Yeah, and it can't tie it up in a bow at the end no way. because that's the beauty not only of this movie but just of movies in general is when they're open for discussion, kind of like like we're doing right now, frankly, but. My family watched this on Christmas Day, so it was it was me, my wife, and then my son, who's seven. And all three of us at the end of the movie were like, "What happened to twenty two? Like, right?" We, and we talk about it, and we we're curious about it, and we're hopeful about what we think. And then Joe's fate as well. Now, I will say, Joe's fate, I was a little more kind of like sure of myself, and I, it's almost exactly what you dudes just said. Yeah. Is that he, you know, is having that kind of montage in his mind with his memories and with 22's memories at towards the end of the film. He's playing the piano. And and at that moment, I was like, and I think I may have actually said it when we were on the couch. And I was like, oh, his purpose is being a teacher. Ah. You know, he, he realizes he needs to be helping kids, helping people, you know, basically doing what he's been doing. Yeah. But look at it as his fulfillment as opposed to kind of his detriment, you know. And then, but what I was more intrigued by was 22 and not only, you know, what she's going to do ultimately, but like just kind of the science of it. Yeah. How does this work? (laughs) Like, is she a baby now? Like, that's what my wife said. My wife said, like, she was an unborn soul. Yeah. All the, it would be great to see the whole thing. That's another thing that I, like, they they took us that far. I would like to see the, how it all played out. I assume new souls go into babies. Right, right, okay, yeah. Uh, but we clearly see her land somewhere in Asia, possibly China, which is very interesting. Oh, they want to make movies that China loves. Uh, but yeah, going back to Joe, I also felt like he's going to realize how satisfying it is to actually teach children that he was missing. Speak, speaking of that moment, just w- real quick, just to highlight another thing that might have drawn up some emotion in me yeah. is when he like agrees to give his life to her. And mm-hmm. then she's like, well, will you come with me or something along yeah. those lines? He's like, I'll, I'll go with you as far as I can. And they both jump. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like he, could give, he was going to just die. He was going to give up his yeah, life yeah, he for was, her. No, he was dead. Yeah, yeah he, he was, dead. He's he was done. Like giving it up. He, he hit his dream yeah. and he was like, I'm, I'll give it up for And then now. the pulling away was also very emotional when she eventually lets go and the thing is pulling her and he just sees her go. I was, oh, and man. then he gets sucked back up. I was like, oh, fuck. And then you see him on the elevator. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, that's it for Joe. And I love how when you get to the great beyond, it's like a fly zapper. It just goes. Bzz, bzz, you just fucking I wanted to. Yeah, no, that was really cool. Buzz out. I wanted to mention something my wife said tonight that blew my fucking mind, guys. So she goes, uh, she said, well, what if 22 is Boo from Monsters Inc.? Okay, you just brought up something I was going to bring up. Let's just jump there. Have you guys heard of the Pixar theory by this guy named John Negroni? I have a link here in Uh, the show notes. This guy, Gerald, you will love this. This guy says his theory is all of the Pixar movies actually exist within the same universe. When you click this button, answer, enter the Pixar universe, it, sh- it rearranges the movies in kind of chronological order. And you said, boo, did you even know 
about Boo's role in this, Gerald? No, I know. I, okay. I'm, I'm waiting to see what you say. This here. is where it goes. So, if you start at Brave as the the first movie in the 14th, 15th century, and you end at like the Monsters Inc. movies, it kind of shows you the evolution of humans, the sentience of toys and animals, moving to learning about humans, moving to the sentience of machines, and then eventually all of life getting wiped out, restarting at a bug's life, and becoming monsters and there's things you can tie together the portals they used in soul the doors very similar to the portal they used in monsters inc how they get around the last thing of this thing says that the the tying character to all this gerald is fucking boo oh oh really here's what it says that she actually time traveled back was the old lady in brave and she's been you learning how to use these doors and leave evidence in oh, all movies. Okay. The doors from her movie from yeah. Monster Inc. Go through this site. It is a wild theory. Oh, wow, where he I didn't can, click on that. He can put everything that happens in these movies in one crazy Pixar universe. In fact, I'm gonna that takes me to Easter eggs because, and it kind of supports this theory. The majority of the Easter eggs in this movie is when they go to the Hall of Everything. I don't know if you right. guys caught. Did you catch anything in there, Gerald? The only thing I saw uh, when I watched it, I did go back and watch the YouTube clips. Yeah. So I saw obviously a bunch more, but the only thing I saw with my naked eye when I watched it was the Pizza Planet truck. Yes, that's one of the main ones. So yeah. if this is the great before, there is shit in here from the future, from the past. Some of the quick things, the Pizza Planet truck from Toy Toy Story, the balloon from Up, one of the fucking ships from WALL-E, the, the lamp is in there, the Pixar ball is in there. Uh, there is so many things in, there's like, uh, nods to brave. There's nods to every movie. Everything refers to something else. So a lot of people saying this is, this movie really does drive this theory home that everything is connected and booze. The one that's been dropping things throughout the movie, leaving Easter eggs. That's great. That's great. I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> that know that nuts? when I said that to you. Cause my wife blew my mind and now it sounds holy like shit. your mind was already blown with that information. <laughs> I was so. like, holy shit. It's a so, connected uh, universe. One yeah. of the things that I ended up thinking about after this movie was over, yeah. about 22 in particular, yeah. is that, okay, you, when you're in the great before, you, 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 you know shit, you know about everything, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, you know, 22 drops into, uh, uh, Joe's body and kind of like, okay, has to learn how to walk a little bit, but pretty much picks it up really quick. So when a soul is born into a baby, it knows everything. It just can't do anything. Well, they kind of explain mm. that. There is a line when he first shows up into the great before the the Terry, the Jerry says, oh, you can get turned around. It's kind of being birthed is a traumatic experience and you forget all the shit, but we'll help you through it. Oh, he okay. said something. So you do forget. You forget it. He said something like that. You're I wiped remember. clean. Yeah. You're, you're, it's all in your. I think it's all nature, like in you. So it's all. It's all things well, that could come oh, out of you right. if you're nurtured yes, correctly. Yes. 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 So that. So uh, okay. Because because when they because I I thought that was that didn't mean anything because when twenty two went to his body she was like completely I remember remember that wasn't a, he was already full grown it wasn't a birth and so yeah how's that different I don't I know, don't I guess. Uh, a couple other great <laughs> thing about a couple it. of <laughs> other great Easter eggs. The wall where she has the stickers of all her mentors uh, has some fun names on there, like Jack Kirby was on there, and like Einstein, and like everybody. So everybody has tried to mentor twenty two and uh, and failed. 
Did you get the pizza red fucking Easter egg? Oh, yeah, I saw the pizza. Yeah, dude, that was great. awesome. Pizza red was great. So those were. Uh, there's a bunch more if you look up video. Like there's literally hundreds of fucking things in this movie. It's wild. Well, I mean, the the big thing is all the Pixar movies are actually in the same universe, right? Yes, that's the theory. That's the Pixar theory. <laughs> and Wait. there was, uh, you know, Onward came out earlier yes. in the year, yeah. and there was a there was an Easter egg to Soul in Onward. Oh, there was. I saw there that. I like that movie. Oh, you knew about that one. There was a vinyl record in his collection oh, that from was um, Dorothea Williams. Yeah, yes, right. In mm-hmm. in the movie, yes, in Onward, I saw that too. There's so mm-hmm. I, like I love all this, like you know, and I love when MCU. Yeah, did you, it. you he loves this guy. Loves fucking. I Easter love. Eggs. These, I mean, the, because the thought and the <laughs> the care, you, right? The intricate, it's so like, great. collaboration that has to go into to that type of stuff, and then. I mean, I'm with you, Imran. Like, I don't catch as many of them as I want to. I have to watch all the YouTube videos, you know, to really see them. But I, when you see one, like on your own, it's always like really fucking amazing. You like rewind it, and pause it, like, oh my god, did I just see that? Uh, so it is a really cool thing that they incorporate for the fans, you know. Well, it's another great thing of the release. Like you were saying, it you know, it does suck not to see this on a big screen because it's gorgeous. But first of all, I love just being at home and being able to watch it. But you can go back and scrub through the fucking thing screen frame by frame. Oh shit! Find take all the time you want. It ain't going anywhere. It's fucking fantastic. Never had that shit before. All right, let's uh, finish up rating and ranking the movie if you want. Against the 23, you can just say where, what tier. It's a lot of movies. I do have a link in here of all the Pixar uh, movies. And it's funny that they did Coco recently, which is another movie about afterlife. I haven't seen that one, but the fucking art. It's good. The direction and the art direction there looks dope. So it's interesting how they do a lot of these movies about death and after death and before death. Uh, Gerald, why don't you uh, start us off? If you had to rate this out of 10, what would you give it? And you kind of said it earlier. Where would you put this in the uh, Pixar realm? Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of it. I love it. Uh, I actually have on my letterbox a ranking of all the Pixar Ooh. films. And when this movie came out, I did update it. What's, so your, it, letterbox? Yeah, what's your letterbox? Uh, two peas on a pod. There you go, listener. Check it out. I'll put link in the show yeah. notes. Yeah, thanks, man. And But as it stands right now, it is my ninth favorite Pixar film. Okay, nine out of 23 is not bad. That's like middle top. Yeah, it's in my top 10, man, and it's um, it's an 8 out of 10 for me on the movie. I mean, tr- tremendous, you know. I mean, the music, I mean, you know, we already mentioned Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, yeah. and then also the jazz music on top of that was just phenomenal. The voice acting is great. I absolutely love Tina Fey. They were so all hearing so her, good. <laughs> hearing her voice, just, I mean, just cra- her or Amy Poehler, I just crack up no matter what they're talking about. So I love that. I mean, it, such a existential kind of like, soul searching no pun intended movie yeah um and it's a kids movie guys it's a disney pixar film you know and they do this particularly pete doctor does this i mean inside out is one of my favorite Mm. pixar movies that one's i want to think my three or four actually i love just kind of like the deep rooted stuff that adults can walk away and you walk away from it you go wow what the fuck is the meaning of life guys (laughs) (laughs) but then you're a little seven-year-old just cracking up and loving it and you know doing whatever right after it. So I think it's great how it appeals to so many different uh, people and ages. And it really had, they really have something to say. And I think soul told a really beautiful story. So it's an eight out of 10 for me, man. I loved it. Right on. Uh, I have questions for Gerald after this and how this relates to Oscars and all that. So we'll get to that in a second. My, I don't, I haven't watched enough Pixar films to rate, rate it amongst Pixar films, but um, I kind of gave away my rating on letterboxd. 
Yeah. Uh, I believe I'm on there as uh, one and only TK. I forget what the fuck my name is, actually. No, the jock Anthony. Never mind. I don't know what my name is on there. <laughs> Link I was going to the- say, if you tell me, I'll look you up. I think it's the jock the Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> or it might be one and only TK. We'll, we'll figure no, this out in a second. it's the jock Anthony. Is it the jock Anthony? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, <laughs> I would rate this a nine and a half out of ten. Oh, oh damn! Nice. I, nice. I almost think this is almost a perfect movie, other than the fact that I it was an hour and a half. I wish it was just a little. I think they could have made it a little longer and put in some more stuff to think about and some more like awesome scenes. But I mean, I had a great time with this movie. It really fucking in comparison to Wonder Woman, which came out the same day. <laughs> this was not the movie to watch first. <laughs> like, I'll just no. say that it's, it, it's at a high, high fucking bar, and I'm very yeah. curious. I mean. I'm Mr. Oscar, but now I got a guy that actually knows what he's talking about, so I can't really say that. But I feel like this is going to be in the conversation uh, for sure. So we'll right. see. We'll see what Gerald says later. I mean, even at uh, an hour and a half, efficient storytelling. They put so much shit in an hour and a half; it's uh, unbelievable. Their pacing is always great. Rug Boy. I feel like it was like a really ambitious movie. Yeah. I feel like it was on another level in many, many ways. Um, so I did think it was kind of a feat that they pulled this off. Uh, I think that, yeah, it's very enjoyable. I, I wanted to watch it again immediately after I watched it a, a second time. But then usually what happens when I watch something a second time, I start analyzing the shit out of it. <laughs> and, you know, that's the really the test to me of a movie, if it holds up after the second viewing. And it's it did. I mean, I brought up some of the stuff that I I was like, whatever, uh, mainly the. The, the body switch and and some of the, the details with 22 having this long life. But other than those things, I really think that everybody should see this movie. It's great. So uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay. Nice. I, my score, you want to, uh, uh, well, forget the ranking, Rooks. Uh, oh, ranking? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm, like, it's definitely in the top, I would say the top five for me. Okay. Because I really like the message and, I think it, you know, it's a pretty strong message, so it's good. Yeah, I mean, Pixar are a lot like the MCU. Even their worst movies are, you know, not complete. But like the Cars sequels, do we really need those? I don't know. No. No, no uh, yeah, they did too many of yeah, those. that's way too many. Yeah. I'm going to give it an 8.75. And it's only because what you said earlier rang true for me, Gerald. I legit teared up more at Up and Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Then this a little bit, this got me close, but there was a certain magic of those two. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, the, I agree with you. you know, I, the, I 100% agree. With the you. irony is Pete doctor. I've watched that same thing. You watch Pete doctor came up with a story because he made inside out, which he thought was like the pinnacle of his career. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, fuck now what? And that's where this whole story comes out is he went through the same kind of fucking thing. If you guys got emotional and soul, and I know Anthony said he hadn't seen a ton of Pixar movies, yeah. Anthony, the next one you watch has got to be Inside Out. Man. Yeah, either either Inside Out or Wall-E, I would say. Wall-E's a good one, but most of them are you, good. If you think this is emotional, Emron, the, the, the scene stories. with Bing, Bing Bong yes. and Inside Out, pff, dude, forget fucking forget about it. I'm almost crying right now yeah. talking to you about. Well, it. Well, Gerald, for some uh, context, so a part of the reason why I stopped watching Pixar movies is so back when whenever up came out in like oh, yeah, 2010 or 11 this. whatever that's that date was story. 2009 yeah my girlfriend made me come watch it with her and i was <laughs> in the movie theater and then within the first like 10 minutes when he when they're recapping mm-hmm. his life the old guy's life with his wife i was like <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I don't want to cry in front of my girlfriend. And I don't ever want to feel oh, emotions shit. like this ever again. So I'm just not going to watch these movies anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so that oh, I man. went on a long hiatus from Pixar films because Up was so emotional and good. Listen, just watch it. It really is, man. Watch it in private and cry. You will. I haven't seen Up in years. You will enjoy. Watch it. I also, I think I put this in. The, in it's in the top ten ish of these these movies. Uh, all right. Wait, wait, wait. I got to yeah. ask. Oh him. yes, questions. So, Oscar Gerald. questions. Put on, t- take off your best movies of the year hat. Put on your, if I was, if the, if I'm predicting what the Oscars will do hat and tell mm. me if this will be nominated for best picture or not. Mm. It's definitely going to be on, uh, nominated for animated feature and will probably win it. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. If, if there is going to be an animated film nominated this year, it will be soul. I, I think I, I just don't know. I don't know. They can do up to 10 nominees. So it depends on, yeah, yeah, it depends on how many they decide to go with this year. You know, the other animated film that's really going to give soul a run for its money, but doesn't have enough fanfare with it is a film called Wolf Walkers, Mm -hmm. which is, which is a hand drawn animation film that you can watch on on Apple TV. Oh, it's on Apple TV. I saw that. Have you seen that? Is it good? It's amazing. Really, really good. I I mean, just a tremendous, I mean, you know, we're talking about the animation of soul, which of course, I mean, please, it's amazing, but the hand drawn on animation and the things they're able to do with the two D and old school and Wolf yeah. is just like it's just such. It's just I'm just in awe of it. Oh, I, I really watch am. It. Like when you watch that. it, you're just in awe of it. And then on top of that, it's just an amazing story too. Oh, fuck, I gotta watch but, this. Yeah, but that's gonna be the the kind of one that's gonna give Soul a little bit of trouble, I think. But I think the fanfare around Soul and being the first kind of like lead black character yeah. in that kind of Disney story mm-hmm. is really gonna also help it from like a politicized point of view. But, I mean, it's a great movie. We all just gave it super high marks, and pretty much everybody that's seeing it is doing the same thing. So I think it's easily the best animated film. And then uh, we'll have to see, man. I mean, if you want me to, if you're putting me on the spot, I will say that it will make it in as long as there are at least eight nominees okay. for Best Picture this and year. And then the, of the movies you've seen this year, what else do you think will make it? For Best Picture? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I have my personal bias. Sure. <laughs> I'm trying um, to keep cre- this so that you don't spoil your rankings yeah, for your your own show. Like, this yeah, is I, this is the this is the view as if you were in you know what if they how they think. All right, well I say if we if the we Academy get eight, thinks. yeah yeah if we get eight, like I said, then you can you can count on probably Soul being in there. I think you'll also see the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh nice, yep. which is a film by yeah. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, that was great. Uh, which we reviewed he, that on here. Which he's been nominated a million times for writing, but he's also directing here. Uh, for the first time, so I think they're going to have to shout that out. And then we already mentioned Chloe Zhao's Nomadland. Um, not only is that one going to get nominated, but if that doesn't just blow everything out of the water, I'll be shocked. It's just such an amazing film. Um, it wasn't my favorite personally, but knowing what the Academy kind of like craves, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Nomadland is their film. And then another movie that is going to get a ton of nominations is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman's last it film. Was, it was Chadwick Boseman's yeah, last yeah. film. And ironically... Um, you know, I know he passed, but it, regardless, it's his best, the best performance of his wow. career. And wow. it happened, it happened to be his last one, just a tremendous performance. And then Viola Davis, who is literally can do no wrong. Yeah. I mean, she could she's do great. any role and it would probably get nominated for, for she's the next Meryl Streep. Wow. I mean, she'll be nominated 50 times before she dies, probably. And then never um, win. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Well, <laughs> she's Meryl already Streep won. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Again, snubbed yeah. again. So those are just a few that I think are going to get a lot of love. Um, and then I have a few that I hope 
like Promising Young Woman, which I already mentioned. And then there's this movie that just came out about a month ago with Riz Ahmed called Sound of Metal. Uh, dude, I, I watched really that. That is an amazing movie. It's very good. Absolutely. Yeah. His performance, Holy shit, man, he's great. Is, and the sound mixing in that movie ooh, should so win an Oscar. What so is that on? It's on working? Amazon. 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 Yes. Watch yeah, that. I got to get back good. on the, the Oscar movie grind because there's a lot of that I haven't Gerald, seen. Gerald, yeah. what about Mank? Oh, man. Do you normally do this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should mention Mank. Mank is also going to get a lot of love. I don't. If I was a, an Academy voter, I would not be voting okay. for Mank. Okay. But it's going to get a ton of love. It's David Fincher. It was a project of his father's that he took over as an homage to his dad. It was a, it was a project his dad wanted to do. I saw it. It's David, pretty good. So David Fincher took that on to do that. I mean, it's a great story, you know, about the kind of how Citizen Kane got made, yeah, basically. Yeah. So it's a great story. It just, in the filmmaking and the technical aspects are amazing. Gary Oldman's amaz- amazing. Amanda Seyfried will get nominated for Best Supporting, no question. Um, and she's great in it. But, I mean, I just didn't... I just found it to be the pacing to be super boring, yeah. really slow. Even though I'm watching, you know, sometimes how you watch things and you're like watching it going, this is fucking amazing, but I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Almost every movie. <laughs> that is rugs with every movie. I, I had that same feeling yeah. watching Little Women last year. <laughs> so, yeah, so it'll, it'll get a lot of okay. love, though. You're right. Emron yeah. yeah. Mank will get a lot of love. It's just not my favorite movie. All right. I got then I have to follow up since he asked about specific movies. Two movies. Oh, shit. Defy Bloods mm-hmm. and One Night in Miami. One Night in Miami will get a shit ton of nominations, and Regina King uh, probably get nominated for Best Director. Oh, she directed as well. that one. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the, the uh, Leslie Odom Jr., who plays Sam Cooke in the movie, yes. will probably get nominated. Okay. Um, and then what was the other one you asked about? Defy Bloods. Uh, Spike Lee. Yeah. I think Spike Lee will get nominated for Best Director. And frankly, I hope he wins. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, I, you know. No, no Delroy Lindo. Oh, Delroy Linda, absolutely, yes, yes. Those, I think, those two are shoe ins. You know, the movie was a, the movie was a little bit scatterbrained. It was kind of all over the place. You know that that's kind of a staple with Spike Lee's movies, though. He's just kind of it's kind of a manic type of filmmaking, which works for some people and doesn't work for others. But he's such a sure handed director, man. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's a legend, dude. Yeah, uh, he deserves right. a fucking Oscar win for directing. Come on, I felt like it was a little uneven in spots, but yeah, it was absolutely. But you know, at the same time, that's so weird, man, because. His movies are like that, yeah, you know, yeah. so you have to stop for a second and go, well, is he doing this on purpose? Or like, Why is it look like a this? soap opera all of a sudden? Well, but do, <laughs> right. do the right, right thing is like that, too. It cuts to like a music video in the middle of her dancing. Right, like, what, right. Or what? like a historical like news footage yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. No, he does dead babies. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Dead babies. Yeah. I fucking hated that. Rug <laughs> Boy absolutely hated that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a landmark year, too, really, because of COVID. But I mean, yeah. you know, so many of these movies were streaming. Yeah. Right. You know, Netflix bought a bunch. Amazon bought a bunch. Yeah. I mean, there was this movie on Hulu called Palm Springs that, that I think is great. Fantastic movie! I, I love that. I love um, Palm Springs. You know, personally, I feel like that should be in the running for a lot of stuff yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Have you have um, you been able since you were able to see him like um, going to a music a movie festival, not a music festival? I've heard a lot of buzz around Minari. Have you ever, have you yes. been able to check Ooh, that? Out? I just got a screener for that. Oh yeah, so just funny, got it. it's just so funny that you mentioned that. I just got a screener for that from. Um, Plan B, the film, the film, one of the film companies. Oh, Plan B, is that and, they, do, they do movies too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not just a yeah, pill you get anymore. a free pill with every screener. Yeah, it's great. Oh, um, and I'm going to be watching that actually tomorrow night, Anthony. Oh, so okay. I haven't, I haven't I'm, seen that one yet, but I just got it, and I'm very excited to watch it. I've heard that, great, great things. What about is it. that about? 
Uh, it's about a Korean family that moves to America oh, right, right, right. Uh, in middle America, like yeah. in Kansas or oh, something okay. like that. Yeah, okay. like Bumblefuck. Yeah. Like, to it's be the guy on a from farm. The Walking Dead is in there. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and they have to adjust to American life. And it's um, it's a very, I feel like it's a very timely yeah. kind of story, yeah. too. Uh, there, something there, gets set on fire. There, there's a part in there, Imran, <laughs> where I think you'll, you would connect to this. The, the little boy's talking to his grandma. Yeah. And it's some, he says something along the lines of, like, you're not nice like the other kid's grandma. You swear, and you don't make me sandwiches. <laughs> you call me You give fat, me weird right? food. Right. I come so in. You... I was like, oh, I, I can totally relate to this. Yeah. <laughs> I come in, you call me fat. First thing, what is this? Yeah. No, hi, hello. Oh, you heard okay. it's a beautiful movie that might get a lot of buzz. I heard buzz, a lot so. of buzz on Minari, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that one, too. Very good. How do you get, man, you get these screeners. You're you're in there. You're in. in. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to tell me how you do this, You're, you're, you're like way cooler than us. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I reach out and I have a lot of friends and kind of like the film community. And then um, I'm a member of the film independent, too. I have been for a couple of years. So oh, wow. uh, I'm just too I'm just too much into movies. You know, that's why I felt bad when Enron was hitting me up about the <laughs> WandaVision stuff, yeah. because I just don't watch the TV anymore. Yeah. I need to get back on the TV, too. It's hard, right, though? Because like yeah. TV is such a, a much more much of a bigger, much uh, more arduous commitment than like absolutely. A movie, you know? yeah, I just I just don't have the time to watch movies anymore. But see, you know what? I take the opposite approach with TV shows because with a movie, I'm in and out in two hours. I'm done. Yeah. I think I like TV more because it literally raised me fucking growing up. Like I, I've yeah, had a relationship, intimate it. hours we're, relationship. We're, there's a lot. There's a lot of life. stuff that we're in the golden age of TV right now. Yes, so. that's true. I just my habit for watching films. I used to watch. I think I've watched everything that ever came out ever. <laughs> and then the past ever since COVID and maybe a little bit before that, like I, I just don't have it in me. I can't barely it's even so make it through a movie. Wow. That's the yeah. it's exact opposite. I, I think I watched, I tried to watch everything that ever came out once COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is like comic books, when long form episodic storytelling is done well, oh, oh, it's the fucking best thing you're ever going to experience, you know, you've, you put in time and when it hits and when they do it right. Well, well, the good thing is we don't have to choose, right? No. Yeah. Uh, they, they, the both, forms of, both forms of storytelling are yeah. pretty enjoy strong. Both. Yeah. That's right. And, and they're much more accessible than, than everything is accessible. Now I got to yeah. get back on. I feel like I'm slacking big time with my movie <laughs> stuff. You inspired me, Gerald. I, I I was I was into movies for a bit, and I kind of stopped, and now I'm like I gotta watch these awesome. fucking movies yeah. that you just talked it's really about. Good. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's funny that we're reviewing Soul tonight because you know they talk about your spark yeah. a lot yeah. in, in Soul, and I feel like movies for me is my spark, mm-hmm. man. Like mm-hmm. I'm not doing it, but as a as a fan and of somebody that really appreciates mm-hmm. it, it just really gives me life for that two hours yeah. while I'm watching it. Yeah. And you can see different filmmakers and different actors and. You know, whatever craft, you know, like um, Imran was mentioned, sound mixing and sound of metal, yeah. for example. Mm-hmm. But whatever piece really speaks to you, it, you can see, you can feel like what those people involved were doing, you know, and it really it really speaks to me. And then it, I have such a pride, too, because that's trickled down in my life, because I mentioned to you guys earlier, my daughter's 19 mm-hmm. and she went to film school and she's in film school right now. Yeah. And that's really as a result of us sharing movies together for her whole life and. My son's seven, and for the last year or so, you know, he's been doing little stop motions with his Legos on yeah, his iPad. Yeah, that's and, awesome. You know, he wants to do animation and like, Fuck you know, yeah. shit like that. So 
And I'm not like I'm not like making these guys do that. You know what I mean? It's just because I just share the love of movies with the people that are close to you me. You are so. giving them well, excellent well, taste. Not to take this completely sideways, Ron, but I feel like this is a good conversation. We've been debating here on the show about the role of movie theaters going forward. Yeah. So what are your yep. thoughts on the role of movie theaters and if they need to stick around and, and just that whole argument with, especially with COVID kind of screwing things on that. End. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be a little sympathetic to the movie going experience. So I feel like, you know, the day that movie theaters or movie houses are gone, you know, inevitably, then that is a sad, sad day, uh, you know, for really for this world, to be honest, because I feel like that is a very important piece of people like me that love movies. And then the people that are in movies, now, with that being said, um, I'm al- I've always been a realist, and I've always kind of been okay with adjusting with the times. As long as I get to see the movie, is going to be better than not being able to see the movie. Ah, so mm. I would never be like, I would never be the kind of person that would be like, I, if I can't see it in a theater, I'm not going to see it. Like, I would never say that. Um, I would prefer to see it in a theater because that's the experience that was intended when these filmmakers, you know, you hear, I know you guys have covered... Uh, you know, Christopher Nolan yeah, on the show yeah. and, you know, Tenet came out this year and such a bummer that people didn't get to see that on the big screen. Cause that's obviously, I mean, we're talking to, you know, a Christopher Nolan epic here. So could you imagine not seeing dark Knight on the big screen? Yeah. And, you know, it's just crazy that, that that could go away. So it's really sad. And I, I hope that that doesn't happen, Anthony, but if the movies continue to be made and continue to be celebrated and I'm able to see them, whatever that, however that plays out, then that'll be good enough for me because I understand that, you know, it's just like when technology advances, we have to adjust to what the new thing is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. Uh, I'm going to skip news from the nation. We're just going to wrap up like right. this. Gerald, thank you so much for hanging out, man. And I'm sorry this took so long, but I knew you were going to, you was going to click right away. <laughs> nerd. And your fucking voice is just lovely to listen to. Uh, oh, thanks, I man. fucking love it. Uh, I love that Anthony's no longer the fucking deepest voice. That's why that is the bonus. <laughs> there you go. Uh, tell the listener where they can find your stuff and what you got uh, coming up uh, this year. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, guys, this was awesome. Thank you so much to all three of you. And thanks for having me. It, it really means a lot. And it was a blast to talk to you guys. Sorry I droned on about uh, cinema or whatever, Whoa, but thank you so much for having me. Passion. Um, yeah, you, the easiest thing to do, Imran, as you know, is probably just follow me on social media. So on Twitter, it's going to be two peas on a pod and that's TWO spelled out on Facebook will be two peas on a podcast. And like I said, at the top of the show, you know, every week it's just me and a guest host and we talk about our top five favorite things and whatever the category is. It's often centered around movies, as you guys will be, no, will not be surprised by uh, but we also dive into music, TV, and sometimes just random stuff in pop culture, and we just give our five favorite things in that category. Now, uh, w- this is airing in January, right? This, this episode? This will be, yes, coming out on no, Sunday. we're going to wait until March January, 2021. Uh, January of 2022. Hey. Mm, so smart, yeah. smart. Yeah, that's we're smart. capitalizing on the soul uh, buzz for a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the reason I'm asking is because I'm going to be announcing very, very shortly oh. on all those social medias I just mentioned yeah. for our Golden Peas, the Golden Pea Movie Awards for this year, which is voted on by everybody on Twitter, is voted on by you guys. So I hope you will um, tune in over there and get the nominees and then cast your ballot. Voting will be going on from February 1st until March 1st, and then we will be announcing the winners on March 15th. So look for that uh, very shortly at the end of January. The nominees will be announced. Oh, I'm going to vote. That's exciting. 
Hell yeah, dude. Did I see this right? Are you branching out into sandwiches? We did a top five sandwiches. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That's bad. Yes. Are you talking about uh, franchises? No. So like, we do, so we do a top five show. So it's like a top five favorite whatever, right? So we have patrons, and I let them pick a topic. So one of my patrons wanted to come on and wanted to do t- his top five favorite sandwiches. Oh, that's great. So next week, actually, which will be, I think, the 13th, yeah. it'll be live. I can't wait. Uh, we'll be doing our top five <laughs> sandwiches. Lo- yeah. Wow. It. Yeah. Well, well, okay, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what are the parameters on the sandwich? Well, what's your favorite sandwich, Anthony? What's what would favorite? be your number one favorite sandwich, you think? Man, I like... Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you if it got mentioned. I like an Italian, that's for sure. I like an Italian sub. Yeah, Italian sub. But that, do you consider that a sandwich? Yeah. Yeah, I okay. would, yeah. Yeah. You talking about Chick Fil A? No, no, I'm talking about like an like like an Italian, like a legit Italian sub, like salami and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. The type of sandwich. Yeah, yeah I want to say I want to say a meatball sub got mentioned oh, on there. I say grilled cheese with bacon for the win. There you go. Grilled cheese is uh, fucking, mentioned. That's a BLT. Classic. Yeah. BLT got mentioned. You're giving away the whole fucking episode. Yeah, this is we'll ridiculous. Stop, we'll stop. <laughs> you know what? I'll play my episode. Hold on. <laughs> Are burgers hey. considered a sandwich? Yes, but not hot dogs. You can't but pick a hot dog. dog. Yeah, that's a, that, I've heard that. Like, but a hot dog but, is between two pieces of bread, or not, well, I guess one. It's not a sandwich. But it's not a sandwich. <laughs> if yeah. it's shaped like a dick, it's not. It's not a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen that Denmark Kids show? Come on. <laughs> yes, if it's on the Denmark Kids show, it's not a sandwich. But, but to establish, are burgers sandwiches, Gerald? Uh, you know what? That comes up, and that's a point okay, of. Never mind. Uh, I won't necessarily say contention, but it's a point of conversation on that episode. And it's funny that <laughs> Rugboy was mentioning hot dogs because the reason this whole episode got started is because I would often dig at this guy, his buddy of mine, a patron of the show. I would often dig at him that my favorite sandwich is a hot dog. Oh, and he get pissed. And it would just it would just infuriate yeah. him because he's like a hot dog. Oh, and I didn't really think that. I just did it to kind of piss him yeah, off, you know? It's a big debate. And so then he's like, well, we got to do our favorite sandwiches. So we have a lot of discussion around hot dogs and hamburgers. On I, episode, I feel like so. that's the thing. Is like No one ever really considered a hot dog a sandwich until they raised that point into like egg someone well, on. It is a heated debate <laughs> right. in the sandwich community. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'll allow it. Yeah? Yeah, I would I'll not allow, allow it. it. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. It's in bread. I All think right. a burger is, is a type of sandwich. That's yes. my that's my uh, reasoning. So, yeah. Well, tune it in is. next week, guys. Yes. <laughs> Listen, links in the show notes, listener. Rugs, where can the people find you? Oh, you can find me in the alley <laughs> under uh, behind the Walmart. Yes. And you can <laughs> find me on shop. Twitter. At Really Rugboy. At Really Rugboy on Twitter. Listener, check the show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 363. You will get links to all the sandwich-related materials you need. <laughs> Everything we talked about, how to support the show, how to check out Gerald's stuff. And most importantly, listener, share the show. Spread the geekery. Tell a friend. Sp- uh, tell your pet. Tell your pet's friend. I don't know. Tell everyone. Jock and Nerd. We'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. It's Anthony the show. I fucking loved it. The whole show. <laughs> I fucking loved it. Three more money. <laughs> Jock and Nerd. My balls is hot.